And hello out there, all you stay tuners. Welcome back to another episode of Stay Tuned Sports. It's your good friend Jimbo sighting in here. Welcome to episode number 23, and we're, we're still going on strong. Uh, I'm not sure how many this is uh, in a row, but you know that was one thing that we said. Uh, we're gonna make sure we, we consistently do this every week, and. Uh, I actually saw King last weekend. He's doing good. He's hoping in the next couple weeks, possibly coming back. Um, and so me and him could do a show uh, together, and hopefully he'll um, keep going on. Uh, kind of a quiet week in sports, but kind of not. You know, nothing really big other than you know Raiders unloading all their players from their team. Uh, he had bare knuckle boxing um, last Saturday. Um, some upsets in college football we'll, we'll talk about, as well as uh, MMA news, possibly a first ever in combat sports. But uh, before we get all into that, we'll do our you know weekly, timely social media follows. You can follow me at Jimbo St Sports. You can follow King at King of Skunk Duck. Go over there, he has some uh, shirts for sale on Teespring. And for all you Devils fans, uh, especially you females, uh, he has a T-shirt out there for uh, Sebastian Dia or D. Never really figured out how to say his last name. I mean, he played for the, the Baby Pens up here uh, in Wilkesbury. I always called him Dia because I thought it was. But uh, you can also follow the show at St Sports Podcast as well on Twitter and follow us over at Facebook, like us, share us, do all that that fun stuff. But uh kinda getting into uh the show. Uh you know like I mentioned uh, there was a lot of upsets. Some pretty big upsets uh that I, I didn't even know about. Um I believe till late Saturday or Sunday morning when I woke up because like I said I went out to see King hung out with him Saturday watched the the Flyers Devils game and uh, Flyers won so that was a a good night for for me he had to hear me gloat and everything but uh big upset with the Ohio State game I mean who who saw that coming Ohio State lost to Purdue 49-20 I mean it wasn't even close and this you know, like I say, like I said last week, uh, with the Georgia game, it helped out Notre Dame. Notre Dame moved up from four to three, uh, as well as you know Clemson and basically the top three through nine all moved up uh, one spot because of uh, Ohio State, and you know. Makes me makes you wonder: Does Ohio State still have a chance to make the the playoffs? Um, you know, once again, Alabama's on a, a bye this week, but played Tennessee last week, and you know, fifty-eight twenty-one. I mean, come on now. And it's it's, it's funny because they're blowing out all these scrub teams and still sitting at number one, but yet. You have Clemson, who beat a ranked team, number 16, uh, North Carolina State. And not just B 
beat them, um, embarrassed them, 41-7. So why are they not even getting any first uh, first place votes or anything? It's all Alabama. But anyways, yeah. I mean, I'm trying to be biased towards Bama, but I do have a little hatred for them. AKA 2012. Uh, but Michigan, luckily, you know, helping Notre Dame out, they, they won. Uh, Oklahoma destroyed TCU. But as far as this week, looking at the the rankings the schedules whatever you want to uh, however you guys look at it there's really only three or four uh, top 25 ranked games um, that could be good games but then again you know like with Ohio State last week against Purdue who wasn't ranked there could be a lot more upsets this could be another upset week but as far as the the top 25 uh, games we got uh, number nine Florida going up against Georgia. If Georgia loses, I mean, you would think Georgia would win this game, but if Georgia loses, they would have they they would have to be done. They would have to be completely out of the, the playoff contention, which I think they announced the playoff rankings uh, after this week's games. Cause I think it was two weeks ago. They they said it was two weeks from then. But if they win, I can't, I can't see them getting back in the top four. Um, maybe five. Depending on, well, Michigan's on a bye this week. Texas is playing Oklahoma State. I mean, theoretically, yeah. I, I could see Georgia moving up to number five. But I'm going to go with Florida. Um I see a lot of times this past couple of years that these top four teams, once they lose, you know, a heartbreak or whatever, they, they just can't recover and they just, you know, fall out, fall out of the contention, fall out of top 10. What was it, a couple of years ago? Michigan, was it Michigan or Michigan State had the, the quickest drop from the top 25. I think they were like two or three and they dropped out of the top 25 within three weeks just because... Again, they couldn't they couldn't rebound from a loss. But I'm gonna go with Florida, um, just because again it doesn't affect Notre Dame if Georgia loses. But I kind I kind of like Florida more than Georgia. Georgia's not a not an Alabama like I don't hate them, but just something about them I just Leaves it like a bad taste in my mouth. I, I don't know about you guys out there, but and you know I'm sorry for my, our Georgia fans, but so I'm going Florida this week. Then the next game we got is uh, number 24 Stanford versus number 14 Washington State. I'm gonna go with uh, another upset here. I'm gonna go with uh, Stanford, and I may even say Stanford by let's go with let's go with 17. I'm gonna say Stanford wins by 17. That may, if that were to happen, I would say that probably would jump them up to possibly, definitely, you know, 18, 19. Um, you know, definitely in the top 20. 
Then we got Penn State versus Iowa. Now Penn State with a two loss that they have to be not even considered being able to make the playoffs if even they, they run the table. I mean two a two two lost team, sorry, uh, should not be eligible. I mean I could see a one loss team depending on how they lost and to who. And with that being said, Iowa has one loss. I'm going for Iowa. Just because Penn State has always been my uh, even though we don't play them every year, like, but our rivalry, even though I'm from Pennsylvania, I always root for Notre Dame, and I always root against Penn State. Not because of the Sandusky thing, or, you know, some of the, the college football fans want to root against because of that, but I just don't like them. They're, they leave more than just a bad taste in my mouth. I just, just don't like them. So I'm hoping Iowa pulls out the win. This game actually, I think, could be a good game. I think it could be a three-point type game. Uh, very close. I'm not sure what time this one's on, but um, I may if it's on early in the afternoon, I might I might put it on because uh, Notre Dame don't play till eight o'clock at night against uh, oh against Navy. Yeah, that's right. For some reason, I think it was Western um, against Navy, which. This could be another Pittsburgh game. Um, Navy always plays us tough no matter what the record is. But especially the past couple years, Navy has been a, a lot better team. I don't want to say a very good team, but I think towards the end of last year, they ended up getting ranked. They were pretty close. Um, I just hope that the offense gets back to clicking. The defense keeps playing as well as they have been playing. Because that last game against Pittsburgh, that defense kept Notre Dame in that game. Um, until finally the offense was able to start clicking and Book was able to start moving the ball a little bit. But hopefully this is uh, a blowout for Notre Dame. And speaking of the Notre Dame-Navy uh, rivalry, got announced today... A few hours ago, that Notre Dame and Navy are going back to Ireland to play a game. It's going to happen in 2020, which means I have two years to save up roughly about $4,500 to go oversee this game. I mean, that would be freaking awesome if I could pull it off, but it's going to be tough. You know how how bills and life goes, but. Both teams came out today saying that they're going to return to Ireland in 2020. Uh, they're going to be playing at Aviva Stadium in Dublin, Ireland. Hopefully Conor McGregor don't show up and throw some dollies at them or whatever his new thing is going to be. But uh, the other thing too that this may benefit Notre Dame is... They're moving this game up a week, so instead of happening September 5th, it's going to happen August 29th. Sounds like it's going to be the first game of the season. And the one um, problem that, that the Navy always gave uh, Notre Dame was their, their style of offense. And by moving it up a week, it gives Notre Dame 
pretty much the off season to prepare for their the Navy's triple option. And the last time uh, was in 2012 that we played them over in Ireland. We won, I think it was like 50 to 10 or 50 to 12, something like that. And I'd be willing to bet that, you know, uh, extra week or, or I'm sorry, uh, the off season helped them out a lot. So it's going to be interesting to see. Um, the article that I read it from was uh, on ESPN. And they, they also had the rest of uh, Notre Dame's schedule for that uh, for that year. And one of my um, underdog teams that I always root for is Duke. And they play Duke also, but that's on Halloween. So I'm not sure if I'll be able to sneak away to go see that game. Because I always wanted to go down to uh, North Carolina and see Duke play also. I don't know how many guys out there used to play NCAA for uh, you know PlayStation, Xbox, whatever game console. But I used to always take Duke because they were always ranked dead last and uh, make both powerhouse. But uh, I'm really excited about this, so it's gonna be interesting to to see over Ireland. Um, I kind of remember the 2012 uh, game. Um, that was the year that Notre Dame ended up going on the undefeated streak run and making the, the championship and then getting absolutely demolished by Alabama. But So that's going to happen in 2020. And hopefully you stay tuned sports and King and myself are still around. And maybe we'll be able to uh, do like a special episode or, or something like that. Uh, moving on to some NFL talk. Like I said, it was kind of a quiet week, but we also had some trades. We had uh, we had Oakland trade Amari Cooper to the Dallas Cowboys for a first-round draft pick, and a lot of people were. Um, we're against this, and I'm I'm definitely against giving any type of first round picks for any player, unless you're a Tom Brady, Drew Brees, you know, in your late twenties, you know, like the prime of your career. Cooper's uh, knock is you know drops you know drop balls. Uh, doesn't really play up to his potential, you know, coming out of, I, I believe he went to Alabama, he was supposed to be, you know, a Julio Jones or like, you know, someone, someone that was consistently could change the game and he, it just seemed like he never, never did in Oakland. And then John Gruden came in uh, this past year as the new head coach and just started on loading players. Uh, he had Khalil Mack. A few weeks back, I got traded to the Bears for a first rounder, or maybe it was two. I forget. I forget exactly what the trade that trade was. But now, Dallas Cowboys, like I said, give a first round draft pick. The last time they did anything like that was the Roy uh, Roy Williams trade uh, from Detroit. That one, man, was that a bad trade? 
he just he just never panned out. I think he only lasted two or three years in Dallas and then just finally disappeared. I don't even know if he like officially retired or anything. But uh, the other trade that Dallas uh, did in the past for a wide receiver with first round draft picks was the Joey Galloway trade. Now, a lot of people are comparing this trade, you know, being a bad trade, which I think is a bad trade. I think Oakland got a uh, got the better end of the deal here. They're comparing this trade to Joey Galloway and the Roy Williams trade. Now, I'll agree with comparing it to the Roy Williams trade, but I thought Joey Galloway, and this is coming from an Eagles fan, I thought Joey Galloway panned out for the Cowboys. You know, um, uh, just, just you know, remembering him play against the Eagles, there was a couple of games that he changed the the game on us. Like we just couldn't cover him, and would score on us left and right. Is Amari Cooper going to do that against us? Well, with how our corners are playing, probably. I'm hoping that you know. I'm hoping Philly uh, trades for a corner. I know uh, Patrick Peterson, his name got put out there a couple of days ago about wanting a trade, and I was really excited that you know maybe Philly could go after him. But uh, earlier today, he came out and said that him and Arizona sat down, they talked, and he doesn't want to be traded now. So I would love to know what that conversation was. But on top of the Amari Cooper trade, and... You know, getting traded to the Dallas Cowboys. The Giants, I don't know if they're in full fire sale mode, but they've been trading players. Uh, they traded Eli Apple to the Saints for, I think it was a fourth, fourth round pick or third round pick, which, again, he was a first round pick for the Giants. It just seemed like he, he needed to change the scenery. You know, last year he got benched a couple times. Uh, because of you know poor attitude or poor play, whatever you want to call it. So we'll see how he pans out with the Saints. And then yesterday, uh, Damian Snack Harris was traded from the Giants to the Lions for a fifth round pick. And I got I, I got laugh because uh, it officially went through today. Today's Thursday, and they said when he. And I was going to his locker. There was a shoebox full of snacks because, like it says, his nickname is Snacks. So, it's, you know, it's good to see the, the team is definitely embracing him coming. And it's going to be curious to see uh, how he helps Detroit's defense because Detroit's de- uh, run defense isn't the greatest. I think they said they, that they were giving up like six or seven yards uh, a rush. Which, if I went on that, I would have been picking up every other running back who ever played them. So, we still have another week. Uh, well, probably is like Tuesday is the trading deadline. So, next Thursday when we record, we'll probably be talking a lot of exciting news. And maybe some more players getting, getting moved. Um, I know I saw Shady's name is back up there about getting traded. Deshaun Jackson's name is up there about getting traded. And a lot of people are, are linking Philly to Deshaun, which I wouldn't be against having him back, but we don't we don't need him. We need defense help. Um, if the Giants are in full-blown 
fire sale. I would call and find out how much it would take to get uh, uh, Collins, their safety. You know, I think Malcolm Jenkins has a lot on his plate playing safety. Have to worry about the, the corners in front of him. And I like Jalen Mills, but he, he needs to get put back in the slot. He's not an outside cornerback. Um, I know... Sidney Jones, I believe, is a little banged up, so that's probably why he hasn't been playing out there that much. But I, th- I still think they could give Rashil Douglas a chance out there and leave Maddox back at safety for now unless they get some help through the trade marker or whatnot. Once we get our defense figured out, then I think the, the, the season will turn around for us and, you know, we'll go from there. But, uh... But it does sound like that the Giants are not going to trade Eli Manning. And I talked to King a little bit about this. I, I asked him, you know, do, do you think Eli is going to be done after this year with all this stuff that's going on this season? And he, he thinks he is. And I have to kind of agree. It's just, what's the point of coming back to get beat up and when the team is rebuilding, by the time they're ready to go, your, your career is, is going to be done. He only has, if he sticks around, he only has maybe two years left. Um, it's better to get out now instead of staying too long and getting basically punch drunk because that line is not helping him at all. So, other than all that with the NFL, um, I'm going to do my, uh, my weekly picks, my my locks, my upsets, and you know, for for shits and giggles, I'm gonna pick the Thursday night game tonight, so that way you guys can laugh at me. Because by the time I get this done and you know, edit and all that stuff, it should be available to listen to maybe by halftime of that game. So right now, uh, Houston is favored over the Dolphins. Um, I think Tannehill is still out with Houston's defense with uh, J.J. Watt and Clowney. Deshaun Watson's playing good. Um, I'm going to go with Houston. I'm going to go with Houston by 10. Even though the spread's 7.5, I'm going to go by 10. I'm not going to pick the Eagles-Jaguars game because that game has potential to be a total disaster. They're playing over in London, which kind of sucks because I'll have to get up at uh, I think the game's at like 9.30. Yeah, 9.30 in the morning. And I'll be probably going to bed at 4 in the morning the night before. <laughs> Sorry, I have a little cold. Um, for my lock of the week, I am going to pick the Chiefs over the Broncos. Chiefs are favored by, uh, by 10. And with how the Chiefs been playing and Patrick Mahomes has been slinging the ball around like it's the Madden game on rookie. Broncos having problems at, at quarterback. Really, I, I think the only thing they got going for them on offense is uh, Lindsey, their running back, their rookie running back. Freeman, their other running back, is hurt. So they're facing some injury concerns defense isn't playing as well as they used to 
I, I think this has over within the first 10 minutes of the first quarter. Like this could be this could be ugly. That's gonna be my my lock of the week. And then and my upset of the week, I'm going with the rematch between the Browns and the Steelers. Right now the Steelers are a nine point favorite. I think that's very high. I think this is gonna be a three point game again. Maybe maybe even another overtime game. But I'm gonna go with the Browns uh, this week. I'm gonna go with the Browns 17, Steelers 14. And then for my blowout of the week, even though I said the uh, the Chiefs were, were going to be the uh, big, big win, I'm going to go with the Rams over the Packers. Right now the Rams are roughly looking at a 9.5 point uh, favorite. They're just, they're just too high. I mean, they're starting to get up there with, for, like me personally, they're starting to get up there with uh, the greatest show on turf with Kurt Werner and uh, Marshall Falk, uh, Isaac Bruce, Torrey Holt, all those guys. The only difference is this Rams team has a defense. That Rams team had an okay defense. This has a defense. So I think it's going to be a blowout. Uh, I'll go with Rams up by 20. Even though it's a, like I said, nine and a half point favorite, I still think it's going to be bigger than that outcome. So that's going to do it for the weekly football picks. To finish off the show, I want to talk a little bit about uh, something that came out, I think it was two days ago, with uh, in the MMA sports community. Quite possibly the first ever trade in combat sports between fighters. So, what it is is Demetri Johnson is for uh, fights for the UFC, and Ben Askren fights for one championship. And what came out the story got broke by Ariel Halani was that UFC is looking to trade quote trade. Dimitri Johnson for one championship's Ben Askren. Now, Dimitri Johnson has been a probably the best pound-for-pound pound fighter out there. Uh, definitely greatest flyweight champion ever out there. Ben Askren is a two-promotion uh, champion. Fought in Bellator. Uh, I think he's in the 170-pound division. Uh, lightweight, I think it is. And he won the lightweight championship uh, belt for one champion, uh, one championship uh, earlier in this year, I believe it was, and ended up retiring because there was no, there's no one else out there for him to beat. He beat everybody. He said the only way he would unretire is a fight with GSP, George St. Pierre. So with that laid down here is basically how this would go down um, 
So UFC is talking to one championship about this potential, quote, trade. Now, how, it, how it's going to have to happen, if it does happen, is UFC would have to release Demetri Johnson from his contract so he's able to sign with anybody, a.k.a. one championship, and then one championship would have to do the same thing to Ben Askren. This is why I think there's going to be a union for MMA within the next five to ten years because the promotions hold all the, the cards. Um, they tell a fighter when he fights. They tell them how much they're going to make for that fight. And all the fighter, if the fighter is not happy with the contract or whatever and asks for his release... He can't go anywhere else. But here it is. UFC, if this goes through, and a lot of people think this is going to be a one-and-done type uh, situation, if this goes through, you're going to see more of this. Especially if UFC... Um, like, they, they... I believe they partially own uh, Invicta. You're going to see this happen between promotions. And... It, it, may be, it might be interesting... Um, I, I just a little cautious about it. Now, a lot of questions from fans and uh, even some sports writers about this type of situation that's going on. You know, what do, what does this mean for the fighters, the promotions? Well, like I said about the promotions, you may see this happen more often if this all works out for uh, all the parties involved. Now, the one question I, I keep seeing is if Demetrius Johnson gets traded, or however you want to say it, does that mean the 125-pound division in the UFC is done? Quite frankly, um, I would say it's done. I know there's some people out there, some writers saying, you know, it's not done, you can't give it up. Um, you got to keep going with it. You got uh, Henry Cujo. Uh, as the champion right now even though he wants to move up to fight TJ Dillashaw when they first came about they were actually pretty um, entertaining they were quick you know you're not gonna see a lot of knockouts but they were entertaining and for some reason this past couple of years kind of got boring you know stagnant so I could really see that this would be the end of the 125 division. And leading up to the 125 division coming in, I start to feel like they're starting to get, uh, with UFC, too many belts out there. They're starting to turn into boxing where, you know, you got flyaway, you got super flyaway, you got super, super flyaway. Like, there were just, just too many belts in boxing. Now, if they get rid of the 125, I think you're going to see a new division. I know Dustin Poirier and uh, the one Diaz brother was campaigning for a 165 division, which a lot, a lot of the fighters that fight at 155 and 170 have a hard time making weight because either they got cut too much weight or they're too heavy, and that 165 obviously be right in the middle and would be perfect for them. So... With this trade, with this, if this does go down, because it's not official yet, no one got released from 
contracts, even though Ben Askren's taking a lot of shots at a lot of the UFC fighters in, in his division. It sounds like he's not going to fight GSP right off the bat. Uh, Dana White came out and said that GSP, if he wants to fight uh, Habib, he would have to fight someone in the top five to, to get a chance at, at, at the title for uh, Habib. Now, who else is there to fight Ben Askren? The only fighter that I saw respond to Ben Askren's comments or beefs or whatever you want to call it was Darren Till. I think that would be an awesome first fight to watch. Darren Till, he likes to stand, stand and bang. He has good wrestling. I, you know, ben Askren, I think, has a lot better wrestling than Darren Till, but I think it would still be a good fight watching it watching it to see if Askren can get in close enough to take him down to the ground. So, as far as, you know, again, with this trade going on, I hope it's a one and done, unless a union gets started, so that way it can get you know, a little bit more fair grounds for, for the fighters, they get paid a little bit better, um, I just hope that if they do get a union, it's not like the NFL where every six, seven years there might be a work stoppage or, or something like that. But So I think that's going to do it for us this week. Uh, I want to thank everyone for coming out and listening. And real quick, I meant to do this at the top of the show, but I forgot to. Don't know if you guys seen this past week. Um, I know we don't talk about wrestling on here, but... Uh, Robin Reigns from the WWE announced that uh, his leukemia has been back. Roman, wish you the best of luck. You got this. I know you can beat this. Good luck, buddy. So, with that being all said, uh, you can follow me on Twitter at JimboSTSports. You can follow King at King of Skunk Duck. And you can follow us, the show, at Stay Tuned Sports Podcast. I'm sorry. I said that wrong. ST Sports Podcast. You can also check us out on Facebook. Uh, you can listen to us on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, TuneIn. Um, if there's any other ones that you guys want to hear us from, shoot us a message on Twitter or on Facebook, and we'll definitely work on, on getting you know that worked out. So with that being said, this is your good friend Jibbo signing out. See ya.